So do you know what integrity really is? Well, buckle up, it's about to get real. You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. Welcome back to Season 3 of Braving Bad Bosses, Breaking the Cycle. This is Jeff DeWolf. I am uh, very excited to have you join me for this final episode of Season 3. It has been uh, a lot of fun for me to go through what I consider some of the very important leadership to-dos and behaviors that are part of what leading is all about. You know, this season we've been exploring how to break the cycle of bad bosses. And we have wanted to spend this season just talking about how to break the cycle. What can we do in our own lives that would help equip us to be the kind of leaders we wish we've always had, right? And so we've had a great time doing that. At least I have. I hope you've learned a few things along the way as well. This final issue of what I call integrated leadership is a topic that is very, very important to me. It's been very impactful in my own life. I want to start out by, first and foremost, giving credit to uh, an author and psychologist and consultant that uh, most of these concepts have come from. His name is Dr. Henry Cloud. And I've been a fan of Dr. Klaus for a long time, a lot of great books. You may recognize his name from a lot of the Boundaries books that he's written. But I stumbled across a book called Integrity a few years ago that has been out a while, but I don't know how I got it. I found, I found it, and I read it while I was developing the program called Real Life Leadership. And it was coming towards the end, and I was looking for a way to pull the whole thing together. And I started reading this book. And um, it was amazing. It kind of opened my eyes. And uh, so I give him a lot of credit. And so I'd like to just start out by asking you a question, which you can't answer because this is a recorded podcast, but we're going to do it anyway. What do you think of when you hear the word integrity? How would you define integrity? Um, If you're like most people, the words like honesty or character come to mind, you know, as almost synonyms for integrity. That person has integrity, you know, and what we're thinking in our mind oftentimes is that person's honest or trustworthy that kind of thing. And that's pretty close. But one one of the interesting things, if you look at the word integrity, it comes from the Latin word integer. And if you're a math major, you may recall that integer really is means whole, right? It's a whole number in math. Um, it means whole or complete. So integrity's base really is in this idea of completeness and wholeness. And so I think it's even more accurate to think of the word integrity as, say, engineers think of the word integrity. You know, when you think about building a bridge, we use that word a lot, right? Does it have the structural integrity for the job that it's intended to do, right? So when you're building a bridge that's going to carry heavy truck traffic, you know, on an interstate, that bridge has to have a certain structural integrity. It's, uh, it's not the same structural integrity that's required for a, a footbridge on a hiking trail out in the woods, right? A hiking trail out in the woods needs a structural integrity that would allow it to withstand foot traffic, you know, and maybe lots of it over the course of years. And so it still needs to have an element of structural integrity, but it certainly doesn't need to have the same makeup as a bridge that you design to hold truck traffic on an interstate. So you may be asking, what does all this have to do with leadership? Well, this is where it gets interesting. One of the core principles of leadership that I believe is that when you manage others, more is expected of you. There are more demands placed on you when you choose to be in a position of management and leadership. It's not all about you anymore. Um, There is a luxury in being an individual contributor. 
when you step into a role of manager, leader, supervisor at any level with any size team, more is expected of you. That's where the structural integrity idea comes in. You know, just as a bridge is designed to withstand the demands of, of the reality that it's going to be placed under, the same is true for management and leadership. More is expected. You need to be an integrated leader. And that's where we get this idea, this idea of integration, that a leader needs to be whole, a leader needs to be complete. I like to use the idea that leaders need to be balanced, well-rounded. One of the very first uh, episodes this season was on omnidimensional leadership, that same principle of omnidimensional. We're not flat-sided. We don't just sit in our comfort zone and do what comes naturally to us, right? Integrated leaders are those that are complete, whole, and balanced, and are working on becoming more so because none of us are there right, right? This idea of integration is, the, is from the same Latin root integer. It means to come together, to bring together into a whole. And so leaders who choose to break the cycle are those that choose to try to become integrated. They understand where they're weak, where they have flat sides, what they tend to avoid, you know, where our limitations are. And we work on those things because that's what integrated leaders do. We find something that we need to work on and we be intentional about it. It's not just about where we're strong. It's about where we're weak. And, and recognizing it and asking for help. So we become more whole and more complete as time goes by. And I think this idea is really, really powerful. It opened my eyes to myself um, several years ago when I started to realize that I was so focused on, on what I wanted to accomplish and what I wanted to achieve and my own strengths and what I like to do that I ignored so much of, of, of my responsibility as a leader, both in my, in my personal life and, and at work. And, um, and this idea of becoming integrated kind of opened my eyes that I wanted to have an integrated character. I wanted to have a character that had structural integrity and was well-rounded. And I want to bring up another idea that Henry Cloud brings up in his book. He, he talks about this idea that as we move through life, we leave a wake behind us. Just as a boat moves through water, leaves a wake. It has to leave a wake, right? There's no way it doesn't leave a wake. It's inevitable. The same thing is true about us as we move through our, our leadership practices, or our life in general. Behind us, we leave a wake. And that wake is made up of two sides. One side, Henry Cloud describes as our results, the results we leave in our path as we move through life. The other side of the wake represents our relationships, you know, the, the people with whom we've had contact as we move through our life. And our goal as people and as leaders is that when we look back, we see a balanced wake, right? We see a combination of both a focus on results and a focus on relationships, where results are healthy, results are strong, but our relationships are also strong and healthy as we move through. If you really think about it, when you look back in your own past at, at the bosses that you've had, most likely the worst bosses that you've had were pretty one-sided. They were either all results at the expense of relationships where they were autocratic, hard driving, they didn't care about anybody but themselves or, the, or, the, or delivering results, and you, and you ended up kind of surviving under that regime. The opposite has, may have also been true. You may have worked for a boss who was so mushy, so touchy-feely, so disorganized, so afraid of conflict that they didn't get any results, but they were sure fun to be with. So we need to have a balance, and that's what this idea of integrated leadership is. It balances results with relationships. And that, my friends, was Hell's Bells. As you know, when Hell's Bells rings, it's time to, to wrap up. And this is going to be a little bit more of a lengthy wrap up because I'd like to not just wrap up this idea of integrated leadership, 
But I also want to kind of go back and I want to wrap up the topics that we've discussed over the course of this season because I, th- I think you'll see that this sort of ties in with this idea of integrated leadership. All of the things we've talked about are examples of a leader who is committed to being well-rounded, who is committed to balancing results with relationships as well. A leader who is demonstrating a character integrity, uh, the ability to stand up under the demands of leadership, because that character integrity is demonstrated by what we do, right? Not by what we wish we did, not by good intentions. It's demonstrated by what we do in real life as we lead our people every single day. So what I want to do is just go through and I want to list out what I think are kind of the the key things that leaders who are integrated in their character, who are trying to balance results with relationships, do on a weekly, daily, monthly, whatever basis to break the cycle of bad bossing. So here they are. Number one, we stretch. It all starts with acknowledging and admitting the truth about our own leadership comfort zone and being willing to become omnidimensional, well-rounded leaders who commit to stretching into behaviors that just don't feel natural for us. That's the first thing. The first thing that integrated leaders do is they're willing to stretch. Now, stretching is uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know anybody who really enjoys it. If you like to work out, sometimes stretching is like is that thing you just got to do but is not comfortable. I mean, stretching can be painful. But, but leaders who are integrated stretch. They commit to it. They stretch to become well-rounded, um, to doing things they're not comfortable doing. We stretch. Number two, we own time. We foundationally recognize that we can do literally nothing as a leader until we first take ownership of our time and learn to focus, learn to prioritize, learn to guard our valuable time so that we can create margin for leading because leading takes time, right? Leading is action. Next, we understand people. We get to know our people as individuals by understanding as much as we can about them, you know, their histories, their their shaping influences, their personality types, you know, what they fear, what they enjoy, what motivates them, um, all of those things. Showing that level of individual interest in people demonstrates your devotion to them, and it creates trust, right? That's part of the relationship side of the wake. Um, We protect and respect, all right? We act as protectors of our people by modeling respectful and honorable behavior and always intervening if anybody needs it. Anybody needs help, right, due to mistreatment or discrimination or anything else, harassment, bullying. Um, again, this is, this is a, an example of a relationship focus, a leader who is not just turning a blind eye to these sorts of personal issues, these interpersonal challenges, and focusing on results. We, we protect and we respect. Next, we plan for needed resources. We take the time to identify and justify the budget, staff, and other resources needed for our team to operate at a high level and as comfortably as possible. This is about getting results, but it's also about relationships. When leaders focus on necessary resources, they're both putting effort towards getting the results that their team is expected to to deliver, but also doing it in a way that doesn't drive people crazy, right? And, And in a way that makes their jobs as enjoyable as possible. We chart the course. This is another example of balancing results with relationships is, is taking the time to plan and communicate, you know, a vision about where we're going as a team, key strategies and priorities, goals and metrics. All of those things ensure that we stay on course and we deliver the results that we want, right? At the same time, by doing that, it reduces anxiety. So it's a focus on relationships as well. We select the best people. Any chance we get to, to add someone to our team or to replace a person, we take seriously. 
we see this idea that every single person is an important link in a chain, right? And we don't want any weak links in the chain. And so we focus on, on picking good humans, not just the strongest resume, and putting them on the team. Because that gets us both results and improves relationships as well. We get stuff done. That's the next one. We get the right things done right through people by empowering them and, and challenging them through effective and purposeful delegation without slipping into micromanagement because that tends to be our, our favorite management style or whatever. Next, we maximize results, right? We get over our fear and we start giving constructive feedback, honestly and humbly. But we can do this without sacrificing a positive work environment, right? We still have positive interactions. We focus on relationships. We see people as people. But we're also willing to, to get tough and say, you know what? That just You need to get better in this area, right? That is a balance of results and relationships. Next, we get change to stick. We focus on, on change. We're actively involved in helping to make changes stick in our organization. We play key roles on our team. We don't like look the other way and hope that the change implementers or the, or the department requesting the change can get things done through our team. We stay engaged in that. And we help our people through the normal stages of grief that they experience. You know, as they begin to experience that change and, and maybe grieve the loss of the, the way things used to be, we do that. We balance results and relationships by getting change to sick. We embrace conflict when it occurs. Embracing conflict, not avoiding it, not seeing it as a sign of, of dysfunction, but also not ignoring it, dealing with it when it, when it happens, um, intervening in it, helping our teams learn to self-regulate and deal with conflict on an interpersonal level as, as time goes by. Takes time, right? It's much easier just to focus on getting results and ignore the relational conflict going on on the team. We develop people. This is a, obviously a clear example of a focus on, on relationships, but also on results, because as we develop people, that plays out in better performance, in well-rounded people, in people who can do multiple things, who, who can be trusted, who can be empowered with greater and greater responsibility. So we work really hard to ensure that people continue to grow personally, professionally, and on a performance level so they stay vibrant and on track to reach their full potential. Developing people is what differentiates steward leaders, people who care about the resources assigned to them from just hired hand leaders, if you will. So that was just a very quick flyby of most of the topics and concepts that we've been discussing in season three. I hope as you, as you look at that and you look back at that list, you see what I see. You see a balance of results and relationships. That is the key to effective leadership, but it is not easy. It is definitely not easy. Depending on your personality type, depending on what you've been through in your past, one half of that equation is going to come easier than the other. And it is our goal as leaders to recognize those parts of our character that need to be fully developed, right? That's what integrated leadership is. Um, it has been an absolute joy and privilege to share these ideas. It's really what I've been kind of living and breathing for the last several years. Um, but I continue to learn and I continue to see in my own life how difficult these things are. It's a continuous journey, right? As we, we grow in our leadership capability, we continue to work on our character integrity as we find areas in ourselves that need attention. Thank you for joining me this season. And let me just wrap up by reminding you, you can break the cycle of bad bossing if you focus on all of the things we've been talking about, the mindset and skill set of real life 
leadership. I wish you the best. Now go lead.